Welcome to Candy Chat, a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. Hosted by your guides through the candy aisle, two sweet talkers all the way from Chicago, Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Welcome to Candy Chat. This is a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. We are your guides through the candy aisle all the way from Chicago. I am Leah Jones. I'm here with my co-host Jocelyn Gayboy. Jocelyn, how are you tonight? I am great. I'm excited about this episode, and I think all of you should be excited about it, too. People should get pumped because tonight we have coming all the way from Montreal, um, the president of Splendid Chocolates and a good friend of mine, Doug Lieberman. Doug, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on to your Canadian dominant candy podcast. This is what I always picture when I picture people making shit. Is yes. like they someone's like okay let's do this and then they like come up with thing and they run it and then and everyone gets together like they taste it and they're like Meh. either depending on the movie right in my head because like, everything's a movie so depending on the movie maybe the first time it's like oh that's disgusting or maybe they're like it's good but they need something else right like how many rounds did you have to do how many how much chocolate did you eat in the process like like how many other people were consulted were your kids eating it were your parents eating your neighbors like like what focus what 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 does the focus group look like here this is what i want to know so that's a great question uh it depends on the project on this project um we kept a very we kept a pretty tight group on this but yes we do go through many rounds of development and different um samples of chocolate that come in it, it happens over months you know we'll get two or three samples and then we'll make some comments on it we want it more or less this that the other thing actually it's interesting i was having this conversation with somebody uh last month and the real challenge is to not if you don't like it's not you know i like it it's not binary it's not i like it or i don't right mm -hmm. the real challenge is to break down what you like and don't like in it right is right. it too creamy not creamy enough is it too sweet not sweet enough you have to kind of break down all those variables so it's not just this thing you know it's not very useful to our partners who are who are who are formulating or to you know the product development process to just say i don't like it like that doesn't get us anywhere right like I like it when I see it, so you, that that doesn't really help very much <laughs> right. in porn, product development, porn, right? The porn uh, standard does not work here. Obscenity does not work here. You gotta like be specific. Yeah, you have to kind of break down and 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 and, and go through the different attributes of the product and uh, to do it. So yeah, we we have we have people in the we kept it close. We have people in the office that we tested it with. We tested it with some uh, family and some friends. But it, we didn't go to focus groups or other things like that. And the reason why we didn't do that is because it's something new. Mm -hmm. We had a clear vision in our mind of what we wanted to accomplish. And we felt that it's hard to ask a focus group, in my experience, to give comments on something that doesn't exist yet. Oh, and and by focus group, let me make it clear, like it, it could be five people that like, it didn't have to be like a focus focus group, like you and whoever kept eating it, like you guys were the focus group. Yeah, we have, uh, you know, we have our team internally, our sales manager has been with us for uh, 15 years, our sample room manager has been with us for, oh my God, she worked with my grandfather. Uh, wow. We have people, we, we have a lot of people who've been with us for 20, 30 plus years. So we have a lot of experience internally and we've tried a lot of stuff over the years. So 
you know, we nice. had a good idea of what we wanted. So yeah, we kept a lot of that internal. So a question that just occurred to me, why did you just know that like, you, why not put the chia or the hemp inside, right? Like a, like a cron, you know, a crunch that has crispy Christ, crispy rice in the middle of it, right? Like what was, what was your thinking on there? What, what made you think like, oh, this is going to be the better way. Did they way. take a bath in chia seeds? <laughs> Ooh, and we sprinkle it. it on top. So we make chocolate in a mold, right? The, the way right. these products are made, they're not enrobed like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. We deposit chocolate liquid into a mold. And then what the sprinkling is actually the back of the mold, right? So that would actually, in most products, um. that would be the bottom of the, like if it was a Kit Kat bar, that would be the bottom of the Kit Kat mm -hmm. bar. Um, and because it's all upside down. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm like, so am I wrong? Because I, I've always, from the shape of the, of the piece, I also thought there was the bottom. The, you the R piece or a Kit Kat? Yeah, no. The like, R piece? Yeah, like this, I feel like it, it is on the bottom. Is it not? Yeah, is so it, the curved side is the bottom of the mold. So when we have the mold, it's upside down, right? So the curved side is, is the shape of the mold and the flat side is just the surface of the mold. So if there was the design or something else, we left it pretty plain. So it would look kind of natural looking, but that other side could be, you know, I mean, any molded chocolate bar, like a Kit Kat, a caramel, you've seen that in Canada and stuff, mm -hmm. anything that's, you know, in a specific shape, um, that would, yeah, that would be the, the top, the top of the product, which is the bottom of the mold. It's, it's reversed. It's like a, it's like a bunt, it's like a bunt cake. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly what it is. Yes. I just I consider this the bot. This is the to me is the bottom. That's another reason I thought it was interesting that it was on the bottom. Yeah. So we have worked with some other brands in the past where we took their ingredients from the inside to the and put them on the outside of the product. And I really I like that direction because. I think it has, um, it, it makes the ingredient, it's much more authentic and transparent, I think, when you can see the ingredients, mm -hmm. you can see how much of it is. Yep. Um, those ingredients would get lost inside of the chocolate and you wouldn't be able to experience it as much. So when you eat chocolate, the chocolate itself is it's an oil-based product and it coats your, your tongue, right? So things that are inside chocolate become more difficult for your taste to pick up. Where wow. if it's on the outside of the chocolate, you're sort of tasting it separately mm -hmm. um, so that it becomes more pronounced. So like if we do a sea salt product, I like to put the sea salt on the outside of the chocolate because yeah. it's a sharper note because it hits your tongue first, it dissolves, and then you can taste that. And then instead of being inside the chocolate, it would just be like a salty chocolate kind of thing. So I, I think I, I like that trend. Is it, you know, I don't know. I did the Ben and Jerry's factory tour like every year for 20 years. And <laughs> I love that thing going to snow and, you know, chunks like that was their whole thing. Like we just want big chunks. We want people to see the thing. And I think that's, you know, that was way back in the seventies when those guys figured it out. Yeah. But I think it's more appropriate. I think it's even more today, right? People want to see what it is. When we talk about the percentages that go inside, um, you you get a lot more of, you get a lot more, um result you get a lot more taste and and texture 
from the amount you can get into it when it's on top of the product and yeah. it inside. Uh, and you can see it. And then and people know like, oh yeah, that's Chia. Look how much yeah, all yeah. the Chia on it. Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm here for it. Cause if it was the same volume of chia seeds, but mixed into the chocolate, it would be completely lost. And we wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, this texture is, well, maybe not completely, but like it gives it such a night, it adds to that snap and it, and you can really enjoy the texture, the texture of the chia and the flavor of the hemp. I think it, it does help that I, I, I put them so it's, Taste side down. What? Tasty side down? Texture side down. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I'm... actually. Well, we designed it so that the the top of the of the rectangle is is rounded. I mean, this is really like breaking things down that way. I mean, we wouldn't normally talk about this, mm -hmm. but it's curved on the top, and that's sort of that. Yes, exactly. You put the side with the ingredients, the flat side on your tongue, and then the top of that sort of the roof, the mm -hmm. shape of the roof of your mouth, yeah. because chocolate melts at body temperature. Right? Oh. That's what makes chocolate so wait, wait, wait. sexy that, and great. That's why I asked about that. Thank you so much. There was something I read on the internet, and it's, it's a compound chocolate has a 45 degree melting point and will not melt in your body. Right. So you can actually tweak compounds to melt at different temperatures. There are actually some compounds that melt below. So like the compounds that they put in ice cream, for example, those would melt at room temperature. They're actually a different blend of chocolate. They're compounds, but they actually have very low melting points. It's the but opposite. they're in the, they're but, in yeah, the. Yeah, they kept frozen because if you kept it frozen and then it was like a regular chocolate or like a 45 degree, you, you, you'd never be able, it would never melt in your mouth. It would just be right. you know, waxy I, and hard. But that's so weird that you specifically referenced that because that was, that was the reason I asked it a while back ago, ADHD central was because I read that and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It won't melt in your body. It was like, it can raise your cholesterol, blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, it would never even occur to me. To me, anything that goes in my body is being melted. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? You know? Well, it melts in the, yeah, so it melts in your mouth, right? Right, so right. So that's the appeal of chocolate yeah. is that it melts. So it's hard, it's solid in your hand when you put it in your mouth, it melting in body time. So. Which really, truly ups the ante on the melts in your mouth, not in your hand slogan from M&M's. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you leave it in your hand too long, I mean, that's still your body temperature, which is why it's right. not in your hand. Right, right. Yeah, so the top of the piece is curved so that, you know, you put the flat piece on your tongue yeah. and that's sort of the roof of your mouth. So it kind of, you have more surface area contact, so it melts nicer and everything, but that's like real... No, that's, that's nerdy that's chocolate stuff. <laughs> inside baseball. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I um, fucking love it. And, and Doug, maybe another time we'll have you back and maybe we'll have to get a guest host for this one because Doug also worked on a line of, of marijuana infused edibles or ed I don't know. Uh, right. Uh oh. But yeah, we have some people in our Jocelyn lives. Jocelyn is can... sober and I have never had an edible. And I'm not saying that just because my parents listen to this podcast, but like <laughs> I just haven't. Um, I'm, we know I'm you so we know you haven't because you didn't know what GoPuff was about. So <laughs> but that's clear to me because, personally. Because I'm I I don't understand 
a dosing mechanism where it's like just eat the face of the gummy bear but don't eat the whole gummy bear because then you'll get too high and i don't know how people are supposed to not eat the whole bag so i i do not trust myself not to eat not to just get trip balls well and i just want to say personally how (laughs) jealous i am that like the best i had was like people who said they could like put weed into butter and then made brownies or cookies and like, good luck if it worked. And it was probably Mexican ditch weeds to start. So like, I'm jealous that there, that literally people go to a store, buy a bag of gummies and like go home and just take a gummy and then like enjoy their life. And like, fuck you. Where was this 19 years ago? I mean, shit, it's legal now. So really where was it 19 years ago? But like, it's, it's an interesting, it's really fascinating to me. Uh, from my previous experience and my hypothetical world. Like, God, what must must that be like to not have to like do a rip a huge bong hit and just take a little delish little candy and then like <laughs> love your life. You know what I mean? Like so first, uh we I started a different company called Canfections. It's nothing to do with Splendid Chocolates. It's yes. made in London, Ontario. It's not associated with Splendid Chocolates at all. Um, we partnered with Tilray, who's one of the big cannabis companies, uh, big global cannabis companies. So all of the things you're saying are exactly why I got into this business. Um, I just turned 45. Before I turned 40, I had never touched weed. I yeah. can't smoke. My lungs are terrible. Uh, I, you know, and so it's just something, it was around me. I had no objections to it. I was in a fraternity and university and it, it was everywhere. I just, it wasn't something that I could do because I can't smoke. I started to do some research and really get into it. And Leah, whether you know it or not, you were along for a lot of that. Leah summer together yes. for a number of years. <laughs> right? Yeah, we went on trips three, um, so, uh, three summers yeah. in a row. We, we were on retreats together. And, and yeah, like, yeah, so you guys you always uh, brought front good row treats. seat yes. for my discovering. Yes. So that was all research. Uh, the first year was all research. And uh, yeah, that was, you were, you were right there. Uh, and when we started, yeah, when you're looking into them and then things you're saying, right? make butter and I put into brownies or like eat like this ear and eye but not the mouth or nose of the gummy terrible the right. other thing with edibles is it could take two hours to kick in well and that's uh, what and gets people with alcohol right I mean right. that's what how so that's like here's three shots of vodka wait through two hours and don't touch anything else or you're gonna blow your mind out. right exactly and that's how it always was with like cookies and brownies and shit it was like we people we'd eat them and it'd be like this sucks and then you'd either like drink right. some more or do smoke some more weed or do whatever. And then I was like, hello, Charlie. <laughs> um, fucking yeah, and then it's too show. much. Like, yeah. Yeah. So all of that um, are, so the products that we make now are first we're using, uh, we're using very controlled distillate. So it's an extraction process where they extract the compounds from the cannabis uh, from the from the from the flower, um, it's extracted and then distilled down to its core mm. element. So we get almost pure THC, THC and almost wow. pure CBD that wow. comes in, and then we measure it very very carefully. We put it into chocolates. We make gummies as well, chocolates and gummies, um, and then all that product is lab tested every day. 
So we have a very, very narrow range of what is legally acceptable and we're actually much tighter in our range. Um, wow. So it's very, very highly controlled. Um, and the other problem that I saw when I decided to get into it was that food manufacturing is very hard and requires a very, we, we have a very extensive quality programs. We have certifications that are recognized globally. And there's a way that you can responsibly make food. And yeah. what we saw early on, this was five years ago now, um, was that there, there weren't, there are globally recognized quality systems. It's actually called GFSI, which is the Global Food Safety Initiative, which is a standard of, reg of ways to make food that's internationally recognized by companies. There's different certifications for that afterwards. Nobody was really following that. Everybody was just doing, you know, in the States, like, oh, we are inspected by the local food right. uh, health guy because the FDA doesn't come here because it's not federally legal. And we just do that. So like we operate like a bakery sort of, but, oh. and, and it just, it wasn't, it, to me, it didn't sit right. I think the biggest danger of edibles, if it's controlled properly, um, when comparing with the black market, for example, which I mean, look, these products are not new. They've been around for years and the black market, right. uh, you know, rightfully uh, spearheaded that effort and made products available for decades while you couldn't get it any other way and helped a lot of people. There's a lot of benefit to, to cannabis. Um, but it's, you know, the biggest recall in the food has to do with mislabeled allergens. That's why most food is recalled. So they forget mm. the allergens. So for example, if there's, there are many very, very good um, unregulated manufacturers, but you know, if you have, but it's hard to tell. So if you have a guy who's making peanut butter or had a peanut butter sandwich for lunch, right? And then didn't wash his hands and then starts making some gummies. And it's not late, there's not an allergen warning on that package that says may contain peanuts. Somebody, somebody's gonna die from that. Real yeah. risk that somebody absorbs the peanuts could consume that and 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 be sick or or dead. Um, that to me was the biggest risk. So I thought there was an opportunity for us to get involved with that. And also we understood manufacturing, which is hard. Uh, confectionery manufacturing is hard and takes a lot of experience. You know, most good confectioners are generational businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we thought there was an opportunity to get involved in that. And all we did was bring manufacturing excellence into the business. We don't brand our products. We were basically in-house contract manufacturer for now. Um, and we make products for other companies, but we do it in the way that we would make chocolate in the best global quality standards um, with just some extra layers of things that we look at uh, when it comes to cannabis. That's very cool. And I love that you're referencing global international standards. And I'm like, that I can almost pretty much guarantee you no one in America probably follows because we suck here. Like literally the whole globe is like, here are some things you should do. And we're like, yeah, we got this. It's all right. Cool, cool. No, in the food business, everybody, every retailer, all manufacturers, the first question, not in cannabis, but in any retailer, you go present to any retailer, the first question they ask you is what's your, what's your GFSI certification? So you can't, if you wanted to go sell to, I don't know, uh, CVS or Walgreens or whatever else, the first question they ask you is that, and you don't, you're not certified with that, they can't even buy it from you. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a it's, it's why there's like a business in Chicago of the, the commercial kitchens that people can rent, like, 
is getting people access to right stainless steel surfaces that can be properly sanitized um, right right from a it's why food trucks here in chicago are such a nightmare is because the chicago sanitation rules are you need them i i used to have my chicago sanitation license because i used to manage an ice cream and candy store um and it has made me no fun at a potluck because i'm always like Ooh, right. that's, that's in the danger zone that's right in the right zone. I've got like steamer trays at my at my house. I use steamer trays. I keep things hot. I do ice trays um, because of that, like that getting that sanitation license. It is legit and serious. My right. So my like this is a step above that. So this is above restaurant yeah. and catering. So this is including like you have preventative maintenance schedules. You have we're tracking all of the sharp blades that go out in the factory every day. We're oh. doing pre-inspections on all of our equipment. We have micro-testing on every every shift of production we make, we have the product micro-tested. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's quite, it, it's a lot. And that's why it's very hard to go from, you know, my grandma made amazing chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to sell them nationally. Mm -hmm. right. You can sell them locally by going to a commercial kitchen. But it's very hard to make that next step. You'd have to right. go to a contract manufacturer to right. do that. The, re the reason why I, why I mentioned that is, though, but I'm talking about, like, you always hear, like, sometimes it's food, but medicine, all sorts of different things where it's like, yeah, Europe and Canada and stuff, you haven't been, you know, they haven't put that shit in your food for years. And we're like, let's keep going strong. Like, oh, we got yeah. it. You know, stuff like that, where it's like, that's why I'm saying, like, America is like, everyone else is like, seemingly has higher standards of quality than we do when it comes to like, hey, you know, we figured out this isn't so great for people. So we're just gonna stop using it and everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll talk to you in 20 years. Maybe we'll stop. We don't know. We'll we're check undecided. it out. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah. Um, so, we... well, Doug picked the coffee crisp for us Oh, he to did, taste. he did. Okay, all right. Now, Doug, why I'm... did you pick yeah. this? Of the things that we have left, the coffee crisp, it was your, you got your vote of the next Canadian chocolate we should try. Because a there's not, I mean, that is as Canadian as it gets in terms of a chocolate bar. Why would anybody market a counter chocolate bar with coffee as the first ingredient, right? A mocha. Yes. Is that the first ingredient in it? No, I mean, like on oh. the name. Sorry. Oh, like, oh, yeah, the yeah, name yeah, yeah. is Coffee Chris. Like who? And that sounds it, delicious. It, Morning treat. So. It's it, like straight up coffee is in the ingredient list. Oh, it's I can not smell just it. Did you open it? All you right. can smell it when you open it. <gasps> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I also want to say that literally one half of this bar is about as big as a, as a current Snickers is. Yeah. One half. There's two of these in here. Everybody. You, really got the king, been... you got the king size though. Yeah. They do come in different sizes. Uh, okay. So the king size is like so. If you get things that are double packs, those are just king sizes, which is what sells more now. But yeah. we also would sell it in the normal. We also have one like I have downstairs in my house, uh, just a big bar. It's it's like the king size, but just one big bar. Oh. So like, but even the king size Snickers is smaller than the, they don't give you two full size Snickers, and that's basically what this is. I'm just saying, Canada's killing it in the candy game, yeah. and we are sucking ass. Okay, so you think, so coffee crisp, most Canadian thing ever because the of the coffee. Let's see. So it's car coffee, wafers, we got some caramel, and it is enrobed in chocolate. <laughs> I'm never going to stop saying that. 
They're so dry. Yeah. I mean, it's basically probably... a Kit Kat with coffee flavor, right? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm trying to get somebody to bring me one up. I think. I think the scale of it is different than it's. It's big. It's so big. Yeah. That, that it changes the scale of like what would feel like a Kit Kat. I gotta say, there's a lot of wafers in Canadian candy. I'm not, I'm not bad about it, but I do find it. It's an interesting. Well, Kit Kat's the number one selling bar in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, really? Canada too. Yeah. In, really? With, yeah, and and so this is another interesting candy fact. Kit Kat is internationally a Nestle product, except in the U.S., where Nestle licensed all of its products to, to Hershey. What? So Hershey makes all of, not all, but at one point they make, uh, yeah, they make like, yeah, Arrow, uh, Kit Kat. Those are all Nestle products. But there's like a there's like a ninety nine year infinite lease on it, uh, where they, I don't know, there was some deal struck at one point, and yeah, they make it all. So a Canadian Kit Kat will taste different than uh, than a U.S. Kit Kat because the U.S. we use a Hershey chocolate and. They use Nestle chocolate in, in uh, oh. Canada and the rest of the world. Also, a lot of trypophobia themes in these fucking Canadian candies. Yeah, like, there the is like, there's the wafers and then there's like this, I guess that's the coffee layer. It's like almost a, it's a layer of like latte bubbles in the middle that are crispy. Duh, it's a coffee crisp. Leah, read the name. <laughs> I feel like it is a little dry. Ooh. Doug's the door is opening behind Doug. So yeah, that's what yeah, I guess it's one yeah, it's probably a little bit bigger than what you have. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're not gonna Um, eat one? You're not gonna get down? Yeah, I'm going for it. Oh, okay. So I mean, as a kid, this makes no sense, right? Oh, no, I would never pick this as a kid. (laughs) No. Who knows? Maybe it would have gotten me into coffee. Actually, as a kid, like, I think like, it would be really nice with a coffee. Right, right. That's what I was saying. Like something to drink or dip because it's so dry. It, oh, this is probably a great mix in. Is this an awesome mix in with um, ice cream? I'm sure that we have coffee crisp ice cream in Canada because Nestle is a big ice cream manufacturer. I'm going to look it up right now. My daughter would probably know because she loves it. Where did he rank this? Where did Shy rank this? Yeah, we do have coffee crisp ice cream. We have coffee crisp ice cream. We have coffee crisp ice cream bars. Nice. Yeah. So the best part about coffee crisp is that if you're of our generation or my generation, I know we're the same age, um, we there was a commercial, it's probably in the 80s, where there was two little old ladies. They were sitting at a table having coffee. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't say the other, like, how do you like your coffee? And she'd say, I like my coffee crisp. And that was that was the coffee crisp. That was the <laughs> coffee crisp commercial. <laughs> which everybody in our generation will remember. Um yeah, but it's to think of I mean, most of the chocolate that goes into the candy aisle is marketed for kids. Right. Right? Or or not marketed to kids, but it's something that kids would want to eat. Uh but I guess we got a lot of that, like the big turk and this thing. Yeah. And like it this makes no good, it makes no this sense that it would be successful, but it's very good. But it's it is good. good. It is not yeah. the hot trash of this big R Turk. Let's get that clear. Yeah. It's light. You know, it's not super 
feeling. I see what you mean with all the little bubbles. I never noticed that. That's funny. Eh? With that, uh, it's just me. You were talking about. It's yeah. just me. I don't have that thing, but I get what you're talking about. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna my mom. I'm gonna give this to my mom. Yeah. The rest of it to my mom because I bet she'll dig it. Probably maybe with her coffee. Who knows? Yeah, I think it needs. It's, it is very good. So Shy had this on his list at number five. So he had uh, above the coffee crisp, the crunchy, score, Mr. Big, and crispy crunch. Which okay. which I'm fine. Only one I, I'm like, I think of a, a five is a proper number for this. The only one, you know, I think can I believe was any even on that fucking list was crispy crunch. Fuck that. You do? You do like it? I like it. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I can't remember the last time I've had one. Uh, like these coffee crisps, if you buy the Nestle Halloween giveaway, mm -hmm. like 90 bars, you get coffee crisp in those. So kids are coming home from Halloween, trick-or-treating with little fun-sized coffee crisps, which is great because I guess that's what, like the parents pick those out and eat those because the kids don't eat that. Mm -hmm. They don't. So the kids are bummed about coffee crisps. I don't know. Like my eleven-year-old will eat it. My thirteen-year-old, there's no chance she'll eat it. Huh? Um, Wait, yeah. Which one is the one that does the fancy chia yogurt? The eleven-year-old. Yeah, the thirteen-year-old's yeah. picky. Yeah. So, yeah. so she's got the refined tastes. Yeah, like she goes to Starbucks and orders a thing, and I don't. I mean, I'm just like, just tell them because I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Rattles off the whole thing. But yeah, she's got. It. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's a strange product. This is something that is cross can across Canada, like unlike the Big Turk, which is a very regional mm -hmm. type thing. Um, yeah, the score. But well, you guys have score. We do, and yeah. that's what I said yeah, to him it's that. Canadian bar. It, but I think probably it's ours. In serious, I'm never going to stop saying it. Ours is probably enrobed in shit ass <laughs> American chocolate, and the score up there well, is both Hershey products. I would be surprised if they weren't made in the same factory. I, I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious to know because so far everything we've had has been, the chocolate's been so much better, but I can't, I have a hard time with score because it's, I call it the poor man's Heath and like a Heath, I can't do anymore. It gets stuck in my teeth. Talk about old, like, brah, brah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. It was created to compete with the Heath bar. Um, and then Hershey acquired Leaf, which made the Heath Bar. And oh, now Leaf! Leaf! Yeah. Right? Leaf? Like, that's on the fucking flag. Oh, the Leaf Candy Company. Right? He said it was Canadian to start, right? Shy did? He was like, oh, it was a Canadian candy bar. Right? Leaf? Am I wrong? Am I, am I just... You're just yelling yeah. the word Leaf at me. Like, <laughs> you're just was, yelling leaf because if it's, it was canadian the maple leaf the leaf is on the flag so if it was a canadian ca candy company that's a kind of cool name for a company but that's how all these things were done right they were all like local producers that these big guys bought up and acquired and you know that's sort of like these businesses were kind of built like lego style right so like these guys doing the stuff over here we'll do that that's all i mean a lot of confectionery is built and you know some things resonate more in some areas than other areas but yeah so what you probably don't want to know jocelyn what it's not it is from chicago really leaf 
It was founded by Soul Leaf, Soul S. Leaf, in Chicago in the 40s. They came out with Rainbow Bubblegum. Then the company that made Whoppers originally merged with the Chicago Biscuit Company, the Leaf Confectionery Company, and Leaf Machinery to form Leaf Brands in 1940. And then Leaf was, they made, uh, they reintroduced malted milk balls and now their own and then they like acquired jolly rancher they oh, made wow. the now and later oh wow they did they did baseball cards they got a wild story i'm glad that it's in chicago like that's nice i'm glad that we have a i, I hope to over the the months and years have episodes that are dedicated to chicago candy confectioners and their histories and all of that stuff yeah so. chicago is like the confectionery center of america right like in is that true chicago yeah chicago is known to be that first i mean it's just central so from a manufacturing perspective it makes a lot of sense to make things right. in chicago but yeah you've got uh i mean wrigley that's a huge one um right and yeah uh, blummer's there there's a lot of i mean even at now, I'm really going to, now you're going to go crazy, but the Sweets and Snacks Expo, which is yes. the trade show for confection for confectioners. How do you get in us Chicago. in there? Yeah. Can, yeah, we know. And I've heard about it every, I've heard about it every year and I want to go every fucking year. I will get, <laughs> we'll, we, I'll get you passes for next time. I mean, it didn't, I think they moved it to, they moved it to Indiana this year because of the pandemic. Yeah, uh, because Indiana is the place you want to be at the pandemic. Like what? <laughs> I think they had looser regulations than McCormick. That's probably. what I'm saying. Uh, that is That's... true. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I didn't attend this year, but hopefully next year things will be back to normal. I would be very happy to uh, to get you guys some passes. And all of the things that you're talking about, besides some of the Canadian stuff, like peeps, this stuff, everything. You go, they've all got booths there. You walk around. You can try everything. You get a little bag. You can fill up your little bag and take it home. And dream. it's super fun. And you see the all the newest dream. candies and stuff. My it's Willy Wonka fun. dream. That's a Willy Wonka fucking dream. That's like amazing. Oh, P.S. You guys, I found I, I, I know why I got the why I got the word word pastilles. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. pastelines. Pastelines. These are the ones that I use. Yeah. So pasteline, like in French, like. The in would just be like a diminutive of pastille. So Small. yeah, it's a pastille. Yeah. Like, it would be like pasteline would be like little pastilles. But this this is specifically because I was looking this yeah. up earlier and it was like a lot of um like actual pastille seems to be more medicinal, right? Like that's like what it is. But like this specific this tin, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I would just get it would just be all raspberry or all lemon, and then they would come covered like that. Yeah, those I those are some of my favorite candies of all time. I never can find. Here we go. How to stop. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, Doug, you've been such a sport and we're coming up on two hours, which is more more time than I asked of you. Um, but this has been a blast. Uh, we might have to have you back again in the future because Jocelyn will have more questions. I'll have more questions. Chocolate first. Yeah. People can find it on Amazon. Direct yes. to consumer. Yes. It comes yes. shipped in a really it comes with like ice packs. Um, so people shouldn't be worried about the weather. Um, it, it came, I ordered it like during a very hot week in August and it came perfect. Nice. Yeah. Yes. We take very good care of that. So in the, so, uh, Amazon won't ship chocolate between, um, 
uh, April oh, through October. Wow. So they don't do it. So we actually, we ship that. Our, we're shipping, I mean, we're shipping that from a, a location in the U.S., but we ship that direct. So, yes, we in the warmer months, we make sure that we pack it properly and stuff. Damn. Yeah. It's all these little things. This is what you have talked about a lot of things and explained so many things. I want to tell you how thankful that I am for that. Like truly, like I'm just an excited weirdo, but it's that kind of stuff. Like I would never even think Amazon doesn't ship chocolate from April to October. Wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like that is that these are the things that like as everyday consumers, like we walk around the earth and we don't ever have to think about the inside baseball, right? Like someone's already played uh -huh. it. It's done. It's, it's just presented to us, but I love a good, like how it's made or look into it or like what, like, that's why I'm all like, what about this? What about that? Tell me all about this. Bah, bah. This has been amazing. Thank Thank you. Look, it's great. Uh, I had a lot of, it was super fun. I love getting very specific and detailed and opinionated <laughs> about very specific yes, things. Yes. yes. Uh, we, we didn't even talk about candy corn. Jocelyn, you're completely wrong, but that's another thing. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> Only I wouldn't even get into it. I'm not though. I'm just saying I'm not though. Cause like. I sent your text messages. I sent a screenshot to Scott, Doug. Yeah. And I sent here's, it to you too. Here's, Scott. here's the thing right he was like oh but every only like only halloween candy corn is good everything else is trash right and i'm like yeah 100%, that's right right who wants a candy that you can only eat once a year besides many reasons why it's disgusting the cadbury cream egg falls into that category why but why though i don't want when 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 reese <laughs> saw saw the errors of reese saw the error of its ways and decided to make eggs pumpkins hearts I just saw footballs, by the way. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that was the thing. But anyway, they saw the error of their ways. They were like, this is amazing candy. No one wants to eat it just once a year. We're going to make it available all the time. Like, I don't I don't say, yeah, the eggs are the only good ones, but the trees are trash. Fuck no, I don't, because they're delicious. So if you have a candy that you only want to eat, like, one time of the year, like, that's a little sus, don't you think? I do. <laughs> How do you feel about candy canes? I like candy canes. Do you eat them all year? Candy cane in July? Um, if I have them in my house right now. Okay. Do you eat, do you enjoy candy canes that are not the traditional mint flavor? We have a cotton candy candy cane or a grape flavored or raspberry flavored candy cane? I don't prefer, I do not prefer those. I like a mint candy cane. So that's exactly the way I feel about candy corn. But so, I can eat a mint candy cane right now and be like, oh, delish. But... I think the fact that you only eat it approaching Halloween, right? Like if it's hot outside and I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, I'm not eating candy, candy, candy corn. It, it's, it's wrong. It's, you know, that changing of the seasons, it's fall, it's getting crisp outside, Halloween's coming up, you know, Halloween's a big holiday for, in our household. And it, it's that time of year, you know, our Thanksgiving's earlier. We have Thanksgiving in early October in Canada. It's just, it's that time of year and it's just, it's, it's great. And then December one hits and you don't want it anymore. It's all trash. They'll get a little bit stale, but yeah, I'm really less interested in it after post Halloween. Damn. It's like the pumpkin but, spice latte. They have a season. Right. Pumpkin, but it's not pumpkin donuts. Much. Right. Pumpkin donuts are finally out at Dunkin'. And I was so happy today. It was a little, little crisp outside, a little coffee crisp in the air. I picked yeah. up a, a Dunkin' pumpkin donut today. 
I don't want them. If you have them all year, they're not special. It's like horseradish. Horseradish. Well, no, I like horseradish all year. I like horseradish all no, year. No, but she's saying she doesn't like a lot. Is that what you're saying? It's special. You only put it on certain things. I'm saying that like horseradish at Passover is so special. Like horseradish with apples, you know, like a, a Hillel sandwich, which Jocelyn this year, I'll invite you to my theater and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> this combination <laughs> of food my favorite part of the Passover Seder is horseradish with um, haroset, which is this like apple and, and raisin and wine combination. Huh? Love it. Highlight of the meal. But if I had it all year long, it wouldn't be the highlight of the meal. Some things have to be special. I guess. Uh, it has like, like a, like a fruitcake for Christmas. Right. Yeah, they're disgusting. Who eats that? Nobody. Yeah, Who eats candy? I don't like that either. <laughs> Who eats candy corn? Nobody. Exactly. Don't be using that as your example because it's gross. So, there's only one way to eat candy corn properly, and that's by eating it from the narrow end down. You oh eat the God. white tip off, and then you break off each piece. Mm-hmm. That's the only proper way to eat it. And, and feel- the great thing about it is it, it's a little bit salty, just a tiny little bit. So it's a little bit salty and sweet. And... And I, as I told you, like, the best part about it is nobody else in my house eats it. So, like, I can bring home a whole container of it, stick it, like, in front of the TV, and it's going to be there for me the whole time, which is, like, nothing else lasts like that in my mm-hmm. house. Do you perceive the different levels of having different flavors? No, they're all the same flavor. Thank you. Thank you. At least they're but that. it snaps off exactly the color. line. Yeah, no, yeah. it does. I know. Because the way that it's manufactured, right? Like, so it snaps off perfectly. You know, like, I don't know. There's just something. I I will say, as I've seen throughout my whole life, there have been many things that I did not like or did not think would happen. And then I find myself liking or participating in. And my friend Claudia, who we need, I just have to schedule with her and get her on the podcast because we reference her enough. She loves candy corn and she has gotten me a little bit. She's turned me a little bit in that she'll serve it in in bowls uh, with peanuts, which then it mimics fairly good a peanut a salted peanut roll. So that I like. Yeah. And so I can convince myself it's okay to eat candy corn. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I feel like I don't even want to try that because it's such a purest thing. Like it's so pure and simplistic on its own that I feel like anything else would, it, it just would diminish it. I'm just saying that, the, you know, if yeah. a you year from like now, it. if a year from now, I'm like, oh my God, candy corn's amazing. It's like, I didn't like Ships Creek for the first two episodes I watched either and came back a year later and watched the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, I'm not, my first instinct is not always to be trusted. However, this is an instinct I've had for 47 years. So we shall see how time will tell. But so coming in that same type of thing, like that mallow type candy, that's what it is. If it's in another shape or a different color, even if it's the same flavor, trash, I won't touch it. It's candy corn as a corn Shape. Whatever you call the Shape. corn, kernel. it's like kernel, kernel. yeah, like the kernel like out of the corn, right? Like, yeah, there's just something about it that I don't know. It's just that seasonal change fall. Yeah, that when it comes in a pumpkin shape, it is it's too much. Yeah, that pumpkin shape is outrageous. I mean, like it, it, it's just it's, it's like five stuff. it's like five corns together. It's too much. Welcome to coming. Welcome to uh, candy corn chat. <laughs> where we talk about candy corn and sometimes go puff. Um, I myself. I feel very passionately about candy corn. <laughs> Doug, do you want people to be able to find you online, follow you anywhere? Yeah. 
so um, <laughs> we're getting our social media up and running. So uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say it's not there yet, but uh, the chocolate first is always chocolatefirst.com. Uh, and our company splendidchocolates.com. If you go to splendidchocolates.com, you can see some pictures of my grandfather's factory in, uh, in, in, in Munich and how oh, wow. uh, they made chocolate back then and learn a little about the history of the company. We don't have a lot of consumer, we don't have any consumer products on that, but alwayschocolatefirst.com is where you can read more about chocolate first and then it's on Amazon. Outstanding. Jocelyn, where can people find you online? Always and forever, Smussy LA, TikTok, Insta, Twitter, mostly TikTok at the moment. A little minorly obsessed. <laughs> you can follow me. I'm uh, at Chicago Leah on Twitter uh, and TikTok at Shyly on Instagram. Candy Chat Chicago is Candy Chat Chicago on Instagram and TikTok and Candy Chat Shy, C H I, on Twitter. And I'm work. We're, we're I'm working on getting it there too. So don't even feel bad about social media. You know, you gotta. Shit happens as it happens. So it happens you got, as you got it a long happens. way to go. Yeah, I need all of that stuff, but we're not there yet. We're working <laughs> on it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. This has been a blast. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Yeah, this is super fun. Thank you for listening to Candy Chat with Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Stay sweet.